0: I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be here sharing with you lessons I've learned, conversations I've had that will equip you to create new habits, challenge mindsets, and build relationships that will allow your family to thrive. Learning from Jewish traditions offers a unique opportunity to enrich our lives with timeless wisdom and values. From the observance of Sabbath, teaching us the importance of rest and reflection, to celebrating Hanukkah, inspiring hope and resilience, Jewish traditions are a treasure trove of life lessons. When we understand and embrace these customs, we open ourselves up to a broader perspective, enabling us to grow spiritually. Today, we are with Drima Archbold, the author of Mouse Malachi Discovers the Sabbath. It's a children's book that brings families the perspective of life in Jerusalem through the eyes of Mouse Malachi and Mouse Eva. In my conversation with Drima, we talk about the lessons we can learn from the Jewish Sabbath and the importance of teaching children about biblical history and traditions. Welcome, Drima. It is incredible to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. So a question that we ask all of our guests is, what is your family known for?
1: <laughs> well, several things, I guess, if you want to say we're known for it. I homeschooled, and so we have a lot of homeschool people that in our area as well. I didn't homeschool for any horrible reason. I just homeschooled because my husband worked, and it was the only time was during regular school that he could see them. So anyway, that's why we Mm homeschooled. And uh, let's see. We have a restaurant here in Asheboro. And a lot of people know us through that. Mm -hmm. And we've been active in our church for many, many years. I have been, I've had a puppet team, a church-based puppet team for over 30 years. Oh, wow. uh, Yeah. And. Some of my puppeteers have been there for 20 years. Wow. We have them down to 11 years old still, mm-hmm. you know, coming mm-hmm. in, in and out and in and out. And some of them have their own children now and everything. So it's it's just, it's a fun thing.
0: Oh, and, uh, love my that. daughter
1: runs a Christian retreat center. Mm-hmm. And so that's always fun.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. And where's the retreat center? It's in Troy.
1: Okay. It's called Celestial Hills, and it's a it's a house, a five bedroom house, mm-hmm. and uh, their job is to keep it clean, at, you know, before and after guests and mm-hmm. pastors and uh, people that just need a break. Yeah, uh, pastors especially can stay there for free. Oh wow, that's amazing! But it, it's also for anyone else, and there is a fee. Mm-hmm. But it's got woods and acreage and lake and all mm-hmm. that, so.
0: Mm-hmm. so uh, but that's how
1: we're known around this area.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, that's incredible. So, you have written a book. It's an adorable new kid's book called Mouse Malachi Discovers the Sabbath. And when I saw this, when I got this one in the mail, I was like, oh, this is so precious. And I am a big fan, which we'll talk about a little bit later, of incorporating traditional Jewish elements of their faith into our faith, into my faith as a Christian. Right. And so I thought this was such an adorable book. And so I was excited to have you on. Can you tell us a little bit about that book and what led you to write it?
1: Oh, sure. Well, the story is Mouse Malachi is a mouse that lives in Jerusalem. And he's kind of a, a he just kind of stays home. You know, he likes his little home. But mm-hmm. he has a friend, Mouse Eva who knows everything about everything in Jerusalem. And so she has come to meet with him and bring him and teach him about the Sabbath in this book. And so she takes him and takes him into this little house where the people are getting ready for Sabbath. And she tells him all about the different things that they're doing, getting ready for Sabbath. And then Mm -hmm. they find a corner to sleep in. And then the next day they go to the synagogue And she teaches them all about everything they're watching and the oneg, which is the food that they eat there at the synagogue and they get fat and sassy. So, uh, (laughs) but they just have a ball.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, Uh, I love that. Yeah, (laughs) that's adorable. So did you have anything in mind? Were you looking for children to learn certain things from the Jewish Sabbath and was there something in particular you wanted children to learn?
1: Wow. Well, it teaches us to slow down. Uh, we're so busy all the time. Mm-hmm. And the Jewish Sabbath is a time of reflection. And, of course, all the things that they do, as well as we do in church, um, mm-hmm. we go there to refresh, to get closer to the Lord. For them, it is more learning the things that they do. Mm-hmm. And for us, that's 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 an interesting thing. So our children would learn to rest, and we don't necessarily stop on this on church day, you know, on Sunday, but their Sabbath they basically do. Mm-hmm. In Jerusalem, yeah. I was able to go there, and they even close some of the streets. I mean, it's it's quite a thing. So it's yeah. very interesting.
0: Yeah, I think it's great for children to understand other people and the way they celebrate their religion, but to also be able to glean things from it. And so they do, I would say that the Jewish community definitely sets an incredible example of slowing down and really respecting the Sabbath and not letting those lines get blurred because of culture. And I think that that's what happens. You know, a lot of our Christian traditions and our Christian observances can be very... Cultural and they've lost some meaning, for sure. Right. So, yeah,
1: that is very right. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, can you explain the importance of teaching children about biblical history and traditions in today's society? I grew up in a non-denominational church, and so I felt like we missed the tradition, we missed the liturgy, we missed the rituals that really centered us. And so, can you talk about the importance of some of the, some of those things?
1: Well, yes, I have been to a few different denominations of church, well, mainly non-denominational and Baptist is kind of Mm -hmm. where I was have grown up and my children are. Uh, My children are non-denominational right now, but our our church we grew up in is home and Mm -hmm. it does have more of the tradition. Mm -hmm. Um, We're very forward. You know, we have the good band and all that, but I mean, we still have the traditions, and some of the people have been there for many, many years, and it is important. Biblical history is actually the foundation of our faith, and that's why it's so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I definitely love when I am in a mess a, a service where the pastor is sharing history, context, what was going on in culture at the time. And it really brings a new meaning to everything I'm learning because I can't listen to it and try to learn something from the Bible. If I'm seeing it through the lens of the culture that we live in right now, it's too difficult. We don't understand about what the the weather was like or what it how people made money and the demographic of the area. All of those things are really important. So I, I definitely think that teaching our kids about history, especially in this fun way, is really valuable.
1: It really is. And our pastor does that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, when you're learning about the past, the, the literal past, and in Jerusalem, like this
2: book mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and that kind of thing, you kind of know that Jerusalem is is always been there. It is here now, and it's always going to be here. And we know that. And so that's one of the constants. And so with learning about Jerusalem and going there was, was one of those things that it brings things to life, like mm-hmm. you were saying. It makes yeah. things real.
0: Yeah. So how can the knowledge of Jewish celebrations and observations help Christians deepen their understanding of their faith?
1: Well, the Jewish observations help point Jews back to Jesus. And it also... Teaches it applies to Christians and and even you know anyone as well. I mean it it's just there, and uh, Israel is always going to be relevant, and so the traditions like in the Mount Malachi book, one of the things that they have is the menorah, and that's explained in the book,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, the menorah is seven candles in a candlestick, in a candle holder, and uh, so there's the Six candles are for the days that was, that took God to create the earth. And the seventh candle is the day he rested. And just specific things like that are in the, are in the book. But it's just fun to go back and, and find out about those things as well. I did a lot of research on this book and I was just blown away.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So can you share with us some of the other Jewish traditions that we can learn from, that kids can learn from?
1: The menorah was one of the big ones. The oneg is where they get together because Jesus and the disciples would get together and share a meal and those kinds of things. And it was important. And that is is still done today in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and in the synagogue. And so mm-hmm. that's, that's a fun. There's other things for upcoming things that are coming with the mouse Malachi and his next book. <laughs> And then the next one after that is the, a lot of times, on their way to the synagogue, they will take pieces of paper with the things, I, I guess you could call them sins or regrets, things like that, and they take those pieces of paper by, in this case, it was a river, and they throw those pieces of paper in the river and think about and uh, you know how they can do better and not to do this again and just mm-hmm. just recognizing their issues
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's like a great practice is this yeah. like having that point yes. to let go of things that you'd like to do differently
1: a, a physical thing that you mm-hmm. can do and it, it sticks in your mind
0: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> especially when you walk through things with kids that the lesson and the principle stick with them much more, true. yes. It's that's that's
1: really it because kids are so tangible,
0: and
1: mm-hmm. if they touch and feel it, then it's real. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the value of family and church community and fostering spiritual growth and development in children, because it's not just about knowledge; it's also about practice, and it's about relationships. Right.
1: Well, as as a Christian parent, I teach my kids. Uh, about God in everyday life, but also uh, there's like storybooks and songs to sing, and uh, we we do those things basically from their birth. Mm-hmm. And so, it, and if you keep up with that, it gives them that foundation, mm-hmm. and uh, the church gives them opportunity to uh, understand the books and things that we're reading to them, mm-hmm. and. They learn how to learn in different ways, and that makes a big difference. And practically, it's taking them to church. They they get to learn how to make friends, safe friends, mm-hmm. and just to learn how to interact with each other. So there's other just basic things as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So what advice would you give for parents who are interested in teaching their children the importance of reading the bible i think like writing books like you do is a great thing to share with your children those books because they open the door to knowledge but they do it in such a fun way so what are some other advice and tips
1: even in my own studies i read several translations of the bible but i have an icb Mm -hmm. um, international children's bible which is mm-hmm. a real children's Bible, but it's the whole Bible mm-hmm. and it's quite, it's quite good. <laughs> and I get a lot of my things out of there <laughs> and I still read the King James even. I mean, I read them all. I have everything, Yeah, um, but it's full of stories. Uh, the Bible is full of stories. It's full of poetry, advice, history. I mean, it's, it's the whole deal. And so the Bible itself is great, but the storybooks, The things, like I say, the songs that we sing them, all those things. Gives them a point of view, a good world view for all of life. Mm -hmm. Um, You just have to get it in front of them Mm -hmm. and keep it in front of them in the forefront of their mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, it becomes comfortable and real to them. They understand it. Mm -hmm. And if it's older children that you're talking about, I think it's important for older children to realize how incredibly blessed we are here because we can go to church and read the Bible and pray anywhere, anytime we can go into church building. There are many, many places that cannot do that. Yeah, Um, it's it's illegal. Every day there's people in the world. Who have to huddle together in secret. And maybe have two pages of the Bible and they share it. Mm -hmm. And it's at the expense of possibly their lives. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But it's that important.
0: Yeah. and I like what you said about all of the things that the scriptures provide and it's got everything in it, right? It's the real deal. And I think that my favorite resources have been things that give kids that overall big picture perspective so that they don't think it's just... collection of books to understand how it goes from the beginning to the end and how there's foreshadowing throughout the whole Old Testament. I mean, it really is incredible work. And so, yeah, helping them understand that it's not just a story, but it's also the Proverbs and it's not just life lessons. It's also the Psalms and prayers. And it's not just, you know, genealogy. It is firsthand experience. And then it's not just that it's prophecy there's so much to it and so I think that's great to give them a big for to help kids understand like the big picture yes
1: what you just said is what I was trying to say
0: yeah well you said it <laughs> <laughs> Just as you were talking I was like she's right growing up my mom looked, focused a lot I remember having to read the proverbs and the psalms a lot you know and so I'm sure she wanted me to learn to be wise and all the things that the proverb says but You know, understanding the big picture, I think, is really important to children and that they understand that it's more than just that one little thing that we might share with them. Right? It it
1: does make a big difference.
0: Yeah. So what are some specific stories or passages from the Bible that you recommend that parents focus on when teaching children?
1: Some of the main stories: Daniel and the lion's den, David and Goliath, stories like that. They understand these stories. And when you're little, 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 you just teach them the main things, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Daniel went in the lion's den, and he was okay because God protected him. And David went to Goliath, and he was okay because God showed him what to do. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: What we also need to show them is that the point was that God did not stop Daniel from going to the lion's den. Mm. He could have stopped that, but he he didn't. Yeah. But he, he made his point that he was still God because he shut the lion's mouth. And so they did not bother him. We don't know what he was doing down in that lion's den. I mean, it could have been anything. Could have been sleeping on him. I don't know. But God made it to where he was okay. God was there. And mm-hmm. David and Goliath, he did not stop. The giant Goliath and the Philistines from coming and attacking and terrorizing them, mm-hmm. but David, with his faith, got up with a slingshot and a stone and killed the Goliath. Mm-hmm. And God was there. God is God is always there. Yeah, and that's that's the one thing that they need to know. Even if it's not everything is not perfect. Mm -hmm. They're not having a good day. Something bad happens. Jesus, God is always there. Mm -hmm. And he's there to take us through the storm. He might not remove the storm, but he'll take Mm -hmm. us us through it. And if you know him, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, that's good. I think my, my daughter went through a season where she just was wrestling and she was young. And she was like, "But why didn't God make this go away? And I really had to talk her through that he's with us in it. But just because we did the right things doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect. And that was a lesson that she was able to learn and articulate very young. But I think it's a good reminder for all of us to reread those stories with that in mind.
1: It is. And I mean, everybody, even I, sometimes I will think, why in the world? Why in the world? And you we know, we might not know this side of heaven. But yeah. We know God. Mm-hmm. And we know God is love. But yeah. he got mad too. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he turned those tables over in that temple and, you know, he, he but it's righteous. He doesn't yeah. in the midst yeah. of it. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's a, good. that's a, that's something that we need to glean from that. Yeah.
0: So as we wrap up, you mentioned quickly, is, is Malachi going to have some more adventures? Yes.
1: <laughs> we have Mouse Malachi Discovers Hanukkah. Is already written and in the process. I'm not sure just when it's coming. Actually, I just read that it is available for pre-sale, mm-hmm. and I think it might be on sale. Yeah, <laughs> right now from Endgame Press. Right uh, from Endgame Press. So, uh, so that's great. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm doing, pardon me, I'm doing another one that's Rosh Hashanah, and another one that is. Passover, and we'll see over after those. Mouse Malachi and Mouse Eva are still on their way and still learning all the things.
0: (laughs) Okay, all right, so that's great. So I hope that our listeners go out and get a copy of Mouse Malachi and the Sabbath, and then stay tuned for the rest of them. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. You can find Dreama at DreamaWrites.com. She's on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram as Dreama I'll link to all of that, plus where you can find her book in the show notes. I hope you've enjoyed the show. If so, I'd like to ask a favor. Can you head over to iTunes and leave us a review? Besides sharing this podcast with your friends, leaving a review is one of the most effective ways that you can support us and help get the word out about the incredible resources we have to offer. I'm passionate about helping families thrive, and your reviews help families find us. And remember, family culture isn't about perfect, it's about purpose.